Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose. Bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. What a great day to be on the podcast with you. I have another special guest for you today to listen to and to see. Our special guest is Dave Gambrell, Digital Marketing Mentorship or Digital Marketing Mentorship with Dave Gambrell. He's also the host of the podcast Unleash the Awesome. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm doing outstanding. Thank you so much for having me on tonight's uh, podcast. I appreciate it. It is a pleasure. I've known you for a couple of years, and um, what really attracts me to you in a very plutonic state of my mind is your your um, your character and uh, your personality. It's it's the complete opposite of mine, and uh, I know that everyone listening to this is going to learn something new today because you're on the show. So thank you again. Awesome. You're welcome. Hey, Dave. Uh, why don't you kick us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself on a personal level. Yeah, so on a personal level, um, been married, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, 25 years. Congratulations. Thank you, my beautiful wife, Carla, and I have three growing young men. Uh, one just graduated college, one's in his, going into his junior year in college, and I have one in high school. So uh, we have a dog and a house, and I live in New Jersey. So I have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of real world situations and problems and challenges that everybody else has. Uh, so I, I can relate to a lot of that stuff and I just came back from a week's vacation. So I'm fully rested and uh, hopefully my brain will be sharp enough for this conversation to provide some value to your folks. I'm sure you're going to be good. So, so Dave, um, I know a little bit about you that you didn't share, um, but taking one little piece, I want to say thank you for your service in the Navy. Uh, what did you do? Yeah, th- uh, you're welcome. Thank you for acknowledging that. And uh, I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy. Uh, fun fact, I never spent any time on a gray hold ship. Uh, as a hospital corpsman, I spent some time at Naval Hospitals in Bethesda, uh, Maryland, and also spent some time with the Marines because, fun fact, many people don't know, Marines don't have their own medical support. They use the Navy hospital corpsman. So I spent some time down at Camp Lejeune hanging out with those guys and gals as well. So Great experience. Loved every, well, maybe didn't love every minute of it, but it was a great experience and I remember it fondly. Let's put it that way. Yeah, very, very cool. Okay, so between a room, a desk, or a car, which one do you clean first and why? The desk, because that's where I'm doing a lot of creative stuff. And for me, a cluttered desk is a cluttered mind and I need to have a clear space if I'm going to have a clear mind. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite word or catchphrase? And if so, why? <laughs> I love the word awesome. Uh, you know, my podcast is called Unleash the Awesome. Uh, I think uh, my skydiving video, if you go YouTube that, uh, check me out there. My first skydiving video, I must have said awesome like a hundred times in four minutes. So I guess by default, that's uh, a word that I use a lot. But I really think like I'd rather go through life being awesome and having an awesome time and doing awesome things than just existing. Right. Um, So, so that would be it. If I have a quote though, uh, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit, but um, Bruce Lee was credited as saying, uh, accept what is useful, reject what is useless and make the rest uniquely your own. 
And I think as I go through a lot of the stuff I'm learning and doing, and I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are lifelong learners, things like that. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of information we come across. You got to pick the stuff that works for you. Uh, you have to put aside the stuff that, that doesn't so much and then add your own little flair or spice to it and, and make it uniquely your own. So that's, if I had a quote that I kind of live by, that would be it. Yeah, I like that quote. I really, really do. So um, a lot of who you are, from what I know, and this is where I want you to tell the listeners, a lot of who you are is um, uh, put into your business because of what you do. So um, tell us a little bit about your business and um, why you got into it. Okay, so I have a varied background. I won't go into all of it, but the transition that kind of got me to where I am now, I was, um, and still do leadership training, speaking, consulting, things like that. But I figured out years ago, probably seven or eight years ago, that we need to get this stuff online. And so I started getting stuff online. And I was already building my email list and starting to build my audience and do all those things. And a lot of people in that space, a lot of my peers were like, wait, how are you doing that? That's amazing. Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. What's going on? Uh, to me, because I kind of grew up around computers, my dad worked for AT&T for his whole career. And we always had access to computers at home, even when I was a little kid. Uh, and to me, it was just like second nature. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is easy. What do you mean? And they're like, no, we, how do you do that? So I started helping people kind of on a just one-off basis, just being a nice guy and answering their questions. And then it got to the point where I was getting asked so many questions so many times that I just couldn't schedule time on a one anymore for people. So I came up with a Facebook group called Digital Marketing Mentorship with Dave Gambrel. And the idea was, how can I answer these questions at scale to help people? And it would never started as a, I think it was going to monetize or anything. It was just like, this is the, what people need help with. How can I help them? How can I serve them? And then over time I realized, wait, there's probably a business here. I could probably, there's probably people that will do pay for done for you services and things like that. And so that's kind of where it started. And then you and your listeners probably know done for you is not very scalable if you're the only person, right? That's still trading hours for dollars. So I had to back away from that a little bit and do more um, courses and consulting and membership groups and things like that. And that's kind of where the business is today because I can help more people at scale and it doesn't uh, take up my entire day to do that. Okay, I really, really like that. So how long have you been doing this then online? So this particular piece of it is like seven or eight years, but in reality, I've been online since before America Online was even a thing. It was actually called Quantum Link. There's a fun trivia fact for you. Uh, and then uh, I was selling stuff on eBay within the first six months eBay was out, and I was one of the first people to have a PayPal account within the first month. So like I've been online doing stuff for a really long time, but this concentration has really been the last seven or eight years or so. And so Dave, is this where you find like your purpose, your why, your satisfaction and all that by doing what you're doing for people? Yes, because I feel that it helps other people unleash. They're awesome. So if I, if they have an audience, if they have an email list, if they know how to use a microphone and a camera and do the things that we're doing right now, actually, then everybody has a powerful message that they could share with the world. And there's no need for them to uh, hide it anymore. Like they can use these very simple tools and turn on their stuff and get their message out to the world. So yeah, I, I feel like for me, it's one of those things, I know it sounds so cliche, but I don't feel like I do any work. Like some days I feel like I'm stealing people's money because I love doing it. It's to me, it's so easy because it's in my sweet spot and I get so much satisfaction from seeing people get that kind of aha moment of like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I really can reach people all around the world. I mean, last I looked, there's like, I don't know, seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet and about three and a half billion of them have access to the internet. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and you don't even have to speak all those languages that those people speak anymore because with Google Translate and all these other cool things, your stuff can be immediately translated in real time. So like you could actually reach three and a half billion people just by turning on your computer or your phone and, and talking into it. And that's what I want to help people do and help them understand the power of that. Wow. Okay. So um, you've got a lot of things circulating in my mind right now, but I want to drill it down to one thing. I know that through various apps and um, online presence, such as video and your cell phone and all of that, everyone's doing that. However, there's at least three or four times I think that I've counted where you've talked about building an email list. Can you just kind of fine tune that for us? Sure. I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> um, yeah, you need to build your audience or your email list or your customer list or whatever. You should be building that before you're building your thing, your 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 product, your service. You should be building that email list. And especially now, when we're recording this podcast towards the end of June 2020, like there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world and people have had to move a lot of their business online. And the people that have an email list and have been communicating with their audiences through that channel are having a much better time right now than the people who don't have any of that set up because it's very hard for people to communicate with folks if they don't have an email list or a customer list or whatever you want to call it. Now, I firmly believe that people should have an, e an actual email list and you can segment that however you want, customer list, prospects, whatever, but, uh, and not rely totally on an Instagram following or your LinkedIn contacts or whatever because all of those things are rented land, rented space. You're on somebody else's property. And if any of those companies decide they're going to change the rules, you could be in a world of hurt for your business. But if you have names and email addresses on an email list, then you can continue to communicate with your prospects, your customers, whatever. And especially now with all the stuff we have going on, you can communicate the changes. You can let them know what your service changes are. You can let them know what your new hours of operation are. You can let them know how to get on a Zoom call with you, whatever it is. Uh, but the email list is critical. And I'm not the only guy who will tell you that or gal who will tell you that. I mean, there's plenty of people who have said over time. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why... Um, PayPal um, bought eBay, right? Is that, I think that's how it went down. Uh, and it was, it was for their customer list. It wasn't for, it wasn't for the service, right? And if you look at a lot of these acquisitions that happen in the online space, a lot of times they don't make any sense. But if you look at the customer list and how many people they had there on their email list, that is what these companies were buying. That the software or the teams or whatever, okay, that's, that's fine. But what they're buying is the customer list. So that's where the value is to me. If you don't have an email list, you don't have a business. I know that might sound harsh for some people, but to me, that's an asset just like anything else you would consider a business asset, that your email list is that critical. Sure, and if we also really think about it and dig in deep and be critical thinkers for a brief moment while we're listening to this podcast, we've got to think that everything that we sign up for, every club membership, for whatever the case might be, the email is what is the central point, your name, your first and last name, and an email right? Maybe a phone number, but really nobody's asking you for your handles on social media. So I really like what you pointed out about the rented space. That was amazing to hear that. Um, so uh, folks already, he's bringing value. Thank you so much, Dave. Welcome. Um, so what have you learned? What are a couple of things that you've learned from being a business owner? Uh, it takes tenacity and um, some days you want to crawl up in the fetal position and lay on the floor and cry. Um, but it's worth it. Uh, and I think once you start getting that space where you're, you're operating in a space of unconscious competence, meaning like 
this is your sweet spot. You know how to do this stuff and you start serving and helping people. There's no better feeling in the world. And so once you figure out that purpose or that mission or that why, then you won't lay around and cry very long because you want to get up and serve people and you want to help people. So there have been days like, you know, my revenue is fine and the other metrics in my business are fine. There are days I'm kind of like, ah, I don't feel like working today. Right. Uh, it happens to all of us, but because my mission is helping people unleash their awesome, I feel an obligation to those folks. Uh, and so that's why I turn on the camera or get on my podcast or whatever is to see how many more people I can help that day. So it's a really awesome thing. It's, I think if you're going to make the jump from corporate America, it takes a little bit of deprogramming. It probably took me almost an entire year to fully deprogram from my corporate existence, just from all the, the things that happen in the corporate world and just say like, hey, wait, I don't have to operate off a nine to five schedule. I don't have to just like, I don't have to do things just each day. Like I could do, I could batch all my content and do that on Monday and on Tuesday, maybe I do meetings and on Wednesday, maybe I do podcast episodes and I, like that's would be unheard of in corporate America to batch all the work like that. So um, that's kind of what I like about it. It's, it's, there's a lot of freedom, but there's also a lot of responsibility that comes with it as well. Sure. And just to validate your point, um, it took me about 13 months literally to deprogram from the corporate sector, if you will. Um, and that's to be interesting if you, if you think about it in a life, I think a lot of business owners today, Dave, are operating and still in that employee mindset. And I think that's where you can kind of help them through the marketing aspect of things to deprogram them and to recognize that there is a voice that they can listen to, such as yours, that is going to help them navigate those uncharted waters, not for you, but for them. Yeah, and I think it's critical that people find folks that have some expertise and some experience doing that, right? There's just, like I said before, anybody can turn on a camera and start talking at it. Well, the same thing happens with consultants and other people that you'll find online. And anybody can turn on a camera and say, hey, I'm an expert or I'm an authority or whatever. I would encourage people to look at folks who have a little bit of a track record or some testimonials or things like that uh, before you start following folks. But the people that have been there and have had the success, like those are the people that I followed. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, right? There's people like Tim Ferriss, his four hour work week book was life changing for me and um, getting around other people that have helped me. Um, that, that has been huge. So that's what I'm trying to do is essentially pay it forward for people that will listen. And I know that I have all different audiences now on uh, different ways to reach people. And that's kind of the mission that I'm on. Well, and the other interesting thing is you said you've been online now through social media for about seven, eight years. Did I get that right? Yeah, the, the concentration for this business, yes, yeah, it's been about that long. I mean, I've been on Facebook probably since the first six months. I'm usually an early adopter on these platforms. So yeah, I've been online for a bit. So the reason I bring that up is to let people know that things do not happen overnight. And, um, you know, I think that you've had to split off from at least one main Facebook group page twice now, or at least the once. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There's things are always evolving and adapting and you just like uh, a rose, uh, you have to prune some of the, the unproductive growth or the things that maybe aren't serving you anymore. Like I feel like you experience things or people come to you for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And um, very few of those are lifetime. So you're going to have relationships and things that happen in your business that happen for a reason or a season. And you have to be okay with saying, you know what, that's not serving me anymore. or I'm not serving them or whatever the case may be. And just move on. And to your point, yes, I am a, I'm a 47 year overnight success. <laughs> love it. Love it. So what's one thing that you know now that you wish you had known when you started? 
I wish I had known this idea that, that I, that kind of the way I put it is this idea of escape velocity. So if you think about a rocket, when it takes off, it expends a disproportionate amount of its energy just to get out of the earth's atmosphere, just to get off the ground and get going. It's like, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's a lot. It's like 80% or something. Uh, if you're a rocket scientist, feel free to correct me somewhere in the comments or wherever you find me online, but it's a lot, right? It takes a lot of energy, a lot of the fuel to just get off the ground. And they call it escape velocity. How, did, how much energy does it take to get up there into low earth orbit? And then once you're there, it takes very little energy to then steer the craft or whatever. So I think launching a business or doing anything new, launching a podcast, launching a YouTube channel, starting a Facebook group, whatever, there's a certain amount of um, energy that you have to put in to reach that escape velocity and the amount of energy and whatever it is you're trying to do might differ. But I think a lot of people um, forget that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And so they're expending all of their energy, like basically burning the candles both in 24 seven going, ah, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And they don't because they tire out or they get sick of it or they're, they, they're not around long enough for an audience to find them. So there's this happy balance of, yeah, you got to go pretty hard, but you can't go too hard because you got to survive. And then once you hit that escape velocity, that's when all of a sudden you start becoming quote an overnight success. Cause once you get up there, and I have an audience, you've been putting in the effort, you have a product or service, whatever, then it's just little tiny tweaks that can make a huge difference. I mean, you can move the decimal point a few spots to the right very easily in your revenue at that point. But before that, it's, it's next to impossible because your focus is just really on, on surviving and getting some escape blasts and getting up there into orbit. So I kind of wish I knew that. Like everybody tells you hustle and grind and all that other jazz. And I don't want to do that for my whole life. But I think there is a certain amount of it that you need to, um, to do to reach that escape velocity. And then once you're there, I'm not going to say you can coast, but you can lay off a little bit and concentrate on some other stuff. Sure, sure. And using that analogy, which was absolutely amazing, by the way, um, there's a lot of stuff that is removed from that, that spacecraft once it enters orbit, right? Um, yeah. and, and so therefore, what powered it to get into space is no longer needed even to come back into this atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get people that uh, take it to another level and take those uh, booster rockets and land them out on a ship out in the ocean like Elon Musk has done and just yep. totally revolutionize the whole thing. Yep. That's, that was a great analogy. I think our listeners are going to absolutely enjoy that. So why, why you, Dave? What separates you from um, other people within your industry? So I'm kind of a rare bird in that, um, you know, I told you I started serving speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants, and that's kind of what I'm, one of my skill sets I'm really good at. But I'm also this kind of nerdy digital marketing guy. And there's not a lot of people who are speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants who understand the nerdy digital marketing side. And I mean nerdy with all the love and care because I'm one of those people. Uh, and there's a lot of people on the digital marketing side who wish they could articulate their thoughts and feelings in a way that a speaker, trainer, coach, consultant would. And so those two things, I'm not going to say they're diametrically opposed, but that you don't find a lot of people that have married those two things together. So I heard um, Scott Adams, who's author of Dilbert, talk about this one time. And he was saying, like, if, if you took two things that are, are not alike, but you combine those skill sets, you can dominate the marketplace because nobody has combined those things. That doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's easy for me to bounce back and forth between those two worlds, between those two industries, between those two niches. And so I've essentially become a business analyst 
for people in both sides of it. And so people can come to me with confidence, knowing that I can speak intelligently about both sides. I have experience and a success on both sides of it. And if you're trying to go from one to the other, I can certainly help you do that. And after all the tests and strength finders and personality assessments and stuff that I've done, I've discovered that one of my sweet spots is being a connector. So the fact that I inserted myself kind of in the space and then I help people cross the bridge either way is perfect because I can just connect them to the other pieces that they need to be successful. So if I could say it more succinctly, why me? It's because I stand at the intersection of that change that you seek for your business in those two sectors. And I can help you make that move from one to the other in either direction. Very nicely put. Very nicely put. And, you know, I'm going to say this about you, Dave, just by listening to you. Um, you seem to be um, very, not in charge of yourself, but very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like in tune, where you've had to examine yourself. There's like been a self-analysis done to say, okay, what is it that I need when you're trying to merge those two areas so that you become that, that, um, that, that connector? If you will, and that takes a lot of a lot of thought. That takes a lot of critical thinking. Whether you call it that or not, is is another thing. But um, there's also a certain element of emotional intelligence that goes into that because you want to improve yourself, and by improving yourself, you're improving the other people that are around you, and then it becomes cyclical. So the more that you're improving people, the more you are improved. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I would agree, and and also I believe the opposite is true. Like I can't. Is our mentor, John Maxwell, says you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So I also have to continue to improve myself in order to continue to help and improve these other, other people. And I think if, if people are looking for a useful framework to operate from on this, this becoming or this being that, you know, I, I've, I don't know, I want to say ascends to, but like this place I came to in uh, Stephen Covey's Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about be, do, and have, right? Uh, you want to, you know, be, be more, you want to have more, right? You want to do more, uh, but the being comes first. So you have to, you have to step into the person that you want to be. You have to step into like, okay, I'm going to be this successful business owner. You have to start like, wearing that persona before you might even have earned it. I'm not saying fake it till you make it, but you have to at least, right? There's this thing called the confidence competence loop where you have to have enough confidence to say like, I can do this. So you have to step into the being piece of it first what a lot of people make the mistake of is they do have do and be instead of be do and have so they say when i have the certification when i have the experience when i have the money when i have the time i'll do the thing and then i'll have the things right but it doesn't work that way you have to be it first which i know it sounds counterintuitive but really you have to step into that you have to dress the part, if you will, you have to be that attractive character that um, is, is required to be in that space, right? So you can't, you can't run a million dollar business with a minimum wage mindset, right? You have to start thinking like a business owner. And we talked before about the employee mindset. That's where a lot of people get stuck. They're stuck in that employee mindset, but you have to start thinking like a millionaire business owner. You have to start thinking about investing in your business. You have to start being, you have to make decisions and investments in your business before you can even see the success. And so that's part of the reason why I've been successful is I've modeled that, I guess, in my own life, in my own business, and it's helped me tremendously. Yeah, good words of advice. And Stephen Covey, you can't go wrong with him. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that people seem to misunderstand about your industry? Ooh, this is an easy one. Uh, people believe in the idea that if you build it, they will come. 
like if I just make a cool thing and make a cool product, I write a good book, I have a good service, people are just going to show up. And to that, I say, eh, wrong answer. That was a movie, ladies and gentlemen. That was a movie. Okay. And if in that movie, they build a football field. I don't think the players were going to come out of the cornfield, right? Baseball players are going to come out to the, to the football field. So like if you build the wrong thing for the audience that you have, that doesn't work either. So like building it and it will come does not make any sense. You have to build your audience. And, and the example I'll give you is this. You know, people say to me, well, if I have a great product or a great service, it'll just sell itself. No, that's not true. I can guarantee everybody that's listening right now, not one person would say to me that McDonald's makes the best hamburgers in the world because they don't, right? right? And if you did say that, I think maybe we need to have a discussion with you, right? They don't make the best hamburgers in the world, right. but they have the best marketing in the world and that's why they sell the most hamburgers. So as people are trying to build their thing and do their thing, you have to build your audience. You have to build your platform. You have to build your email list. You have to do all these things. So when you're ready to release your thing, you have a captive audience of people ready to buy it. You can't, you have to do them in parallel. And, and honestly, I'd say you want to build your audience before you want to build your thing. Cause if you do it right, you can survey your audience, ask your audience, get some feedback from your audience about the thing that you're building and then build something that actually serves their needs. And then they say, wow, Dave, you're so brilliant. You're like, no, actually I just asked you what you needed and then created it for you. So that, that takes a little bit of doing. And again, that's a mindset shift, but it's, it's a powerful one. I like it. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, yeah, we could have a, a long day conversation about that. Um, but again, it, it goes back to what you were just saying, um, building your audience and you're absolutely so right. So getting back to you on a personal level, Dave, if there was a book to be written about you, what would the title be? And then maybe, what would be the, the summary on the back of the book? Well, we definitely have to either call it Unleash the Awesome or Build That Freaking Email List. Um, <laughs> one of the two. Uh, but the summary on the back would be, uh, you know, Dave Gambrell has um, seen a lot of things in this world and a lot of successes for both himself and his clients, his coaching clients. And one of the things that has been universal is that when people were able to step into their own greatness, unleash their own awesome, uh, attract the right people, the right audience, build the right platform, then things seem to go a lot easier for them. It was, uh, they had a lot more success than those who uh, were kind of meek and, and didn't share their gifts and talents with the world. Um, and so I guess that's what the book would be about, unleashing your awesome or, or something like that. Okay. I like it. I would buy it. I'm sure that... Uh, yeah. How many ever tens of thousands of people following you would buy the book as well? Um, so what would be the best compliment you've ever received? One of my favorites, I think, is you make that look so easy. Oh, wow. Uh, and the reason why I like that compliment is because they have no idea how hard I work for making it look so easy. So, um, you know, I, I remember the first time somebody put a microphone in my hand in front of a small group of people and it was a surprise. I was in this audience of like 30 people and they said, Oh, and now Dave Gamble's going to come up here and give us some words of encouragement or something like that. And I was like, what? Like I was probably 22 years old. I was like, are you kidding me? And I remember my heart like beating out of my chest and like getting tunnel vision. And I'm sure like my, my mouth was like super dry and I got up there and I'm probably shook. Like there was an earthquake going on and I probably didn't make any sense. Um, but everybody was nice and they clapped and said, Hey, did a great job. And I was like, God, that was awful. That was the worst thing ever. Uh, 
that was like my first public speaking thing. That was my first like getting in front of an audience. Now I did it in high school and whatever for public speaking and in college, but like this was the first time somebody kind of called me out and said, do it. And from then till now, people say like, oh, you're such a natural communicator. You're like so good at quoting and bringing in different stuff in your conversation. I'm like, you have no idea. It is did not come naturally. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of repetition. Uh, and so that's one of my favorite compliments when somebody say like, oh, you make it look so easier. You're natural. I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. But I, I think that has to be dispelled too. I think people have to understand you don't, yes, there's some things that you're okay at, that you're good at, but there's a lot of stuff you got to work at. And some people see me and say, wow, you're so good. at It must be so easy for you because you're so good at that. I'm like, no, the reason why I'm so good at it is because I worked at it and then it just got easier over time. So there is, to your point before, it's, there is no overnight success. You got to put in the work and then consistently over time, that's when you'll start to see the success. Agreed. Yeah, very good. So as we wrap up, what are a couple of things that you want our listeners to take away? One is that you all have gifts, talents, and abilities inside you that you're probably not using to your fullest potential. And that if you take a little bit of time to think about those or do something like Strength Finders 2.0 or some kind of assessment like that to see what those things are, I think you'll find that your life is a little easier or success comes a little easier to you if you learn how to leverage those talents and abilities that you have and unleash them a little bit um, because that's, that's just how you're naturally wired, right? Like you maybe want to take a few of these assessments to see, but anytime I do them, I seem to have an overlap of like 80%. And they're like, well, you like, you're pretty decisive. you like to hang out with people uh, and you like to connect people to other things and other people. I'm like, okay, fine. So once I started doing that, and kind of living into that, I'm not going to say my life got easy, but it was like, wow, this is, this is actually something that I'm good at. Why don't I do more of it? I think a lot of people are too busy trying to live up to somebody else's expectations or trying to fill a box on an HR requirement or something. When if you would just step into your greatness, give yourself permission to step into that greatness and unleash your awesome, I think you find that you will have a whole other world that will open up to you that you didn't realize existed before. Agreed. So agreed. And I, I really like the fact that you're, you're emphasizing, you know, tapping into your, your potential um, because I firmly agree um, that we're all walking around with untapped potential. And it's that moment that we need a mentor, a coach, a consultant, whatever the case might be, a friend even, um, just to kind of let us know that, hey, there's something missing in you or this is what I see happening in you. This is your potential. How do we get to pull that out? So I really thank you for sharing. Um, how, can, how can the listeners find you? Social media, um, LinkedIn, website, phone yeah, number, so that type of thing. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, I'm not hard to find. If you just search Dave Gambrel, I have like the first four pages of Google, so you'll find me on there. But um, I think since you're listening to a podcast, the easiest way to find me would be listening to my podcast called Unleash the Awesome. You just click over and listen and subscribe since you're already listening to a podcast. Uh, and I share a lot of stuff on there. I'm on Instagram a fair amount. I'm on Facebook a fair amount. Um, probably if you want some digital marketing help and advice, my Facebook group, Digital Marketing Mentorship with Dave Gambrel. Um, I can share a lot more in depth on some of the stuff we talked about tonight. And I share a lot of the tools and resources and tips and tricks and systems and processes and all that stuff that uh, have helped people. So that would be a good place to have a conversation with me as well. Well, very good. Dave, I thank you so much for your time. I know it's valuable. I know, um, you know, your time is, is limited and, and spoken for. So thank you so much 
for being on this podcast, for sharing just a brief amount of, of knowledge that you have as well as wisdom and experience. And I thank you for the value that you have brought to the listeners here on this podcast. Thank you again so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So uh, for the remaining of our listeners, whatever you say, think or do, do it with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.